0: morning, good evening, good afternoon, whenever this message reaches you, you are listening to another video for the Six Feet Under podcast. I am your five foot nine host with sophisticated ignorance,
1: Uncle Pache.
0: What's good, everybody? What's going on? I know what the fuck is going on. What's going on is is I am recording an episode with my dad. Say hi to the people, dad. Hello, everyone. Oh my god, my dad's too amped. Um, <laughs> Not only am I just recording this episode with my pops, we're also shooting the first video for my YouTube channel. So I thought to myself, like, who better else to make my first video with than the first man I met? I mean, I literally came out of this man's nutsack. So um, yeah, so that's what we're doing today. So if anything seems like equity and we're trying to do something different. Um, so that I know you're new to the program. Oh, sorry. New to the program. Uh, this is the 6 Feet Under Podcast. Uh, this is that thing I do downstairs at your house when I'm making all that damn noise and you're like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, this this is what I'm doing. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Because for the longest time, my father thought I was crazy just downstairs yelling at somebody and he was like, what the hell is that noise? And yeah, <laughs> yeah buddy. And so I was like, oh, it's my new hobby is podcasting. My dad was like, podcasting? What the hell is that? And I was like, it's like a radio show. And he was like, oh, okay. So, But... What I, say exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what the hell podcasting was, so I had yeah. to put them on game. So, yeah, um, today's episode you guys heard previously. Before I made an episode with uh, with my mom, uh, raising Uncle Puche part one. This is part two because obviously, if you can do the math, you can't have one without the other, so that's why there's different parts. Um, so, uh, I'm gonna really much jump into it, Dad. Usually, what I do is, um, I call all my listeners, the family. Okay. And say we're gonna come into the dinner table. Okay, so technically we are at a dinner table, but today we're gonna to give some. We're gonna get some food for thought from you, from OG's perspective on like being a dad, and kind of just talking about what it was like raising me for the most part. Because like I like to think I just turned twenty eight and I'm grown and pro. You know, quotations grown. I ain't grown, grown. I'm not 50 year old grown. Not to drop your age like that. But so it's just like you giving us some updates, like what it was like, you know, like, you know, being a father, raising a kid um, through three different generations, technically, because you raised a kid in the 90s, you raised a kid in the 2000s. And then just my sister just graduated high school. You raised the kid technically in the the 2020s, I guess you could say, whatever. Uh, 2010s. I don't I don't fucking know. So um, we're going to jump right into it. Um, You know, dad, before you were obviously uh, a dad, you were a kid. Can you tell the people about like your upbringing before my dad even gets into this? My dad doesn't know this. But when I explain my dad to people, I call my dad a domesticated hood, nigga. (laughs) And so if you're like, what is a domesticated hood nigga? What that (laughs) means is, is that he's sophisticated enough. Like, you know, my sophisticated ignorance, he's sophisticated enough not to shoot you. But if he had to, the nigga would probably shoot you. So that's that's basically I mean, some people call it saved. Some people call it reborn. I just call it domesticated hood nigga. So that if you could tell the people about yourself and your upbringing and where you're from and, you know, you know, a little bit. Go ahead.
2: Bit by myself, son. Mm-hmm. I grew up in uh, the state of Tennessee in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Uh, my until I was 31 years old. Mm-hmm. That's when I left. Mm-hmm. Uh, my upbringing, mm-hmm. you know, my mother mm-hmm. uh, and my dad divorced when I was about five years old. Mm-hmm. But I still had contact with my father. Mm-hmm. We still communicated even through the divorce. Mm-hmm. Uh, When I was a young kid growing up, you know, the people that was helping me become a man was my uncles, Mm -hmm. uh, my father, Mm -hmm. Uh, my mom had a friend that uh, she was really uh, involved with at the time of my upbringing. He was a big part of my life also. His name was Robert.
1: Uh, So, but
2: uh, as a kid, Mm -hmm. you know, I was involved in athletics you know, I was, uh, just like any other teenager, mm-hmm. you know, involved in different situations as far as, you know, dating young ladies, and, <laughs> Guessing you over. know, uh, and, uh, you know, just having a good time uh, and I had a good time as a teenager. I wouldn't change anything about where I grew up at, mm-hmm. how I grew up, because mm-hmm. I learned a lot from that. Yeah. Uh, it helped me as I became a man to be able to handle certain situations, mm-hmm. uh, because of my upbringing, yeah. Uh, so uh, when I became a, a father mm-hmm. uh, back in nineteen ninety two, uh, when I had you son, uh, believe it or not, it was it was eye opener. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew then that it wasn't about myself anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it was about the family that I had to make sure they had the things that they needed to be successful. And also comfortable as we grew, because I was 22 years old yeah. when I had my first kid. Yeah, I was still growing as a man myself, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, I was really trying to find myself at 22. But at the same time, I had a son that I had to make sure that understood uh, what this world was going to be about, mm-hmm. and I wanted to give him everything and you know, all the knowledge that I had. Yeah. whether there mistakes? Yeah. I was still, like I say, I'm 22 years old. I'm still growing myself. It was things that, you know, could I have done better as a father? Yes. Uh, But uh, that's part of life. You grow. You grow within time. Um, But you learn from it. Mm -hmm. And you try not to repeat those same mistakes anymore. Uh, But raising you and your sister and your brother Mm -hmm. uh, in these last 28 years because mm-hmm. all of you guys within these last 28 years it's been you're right it has been a different decades mm-hmm. of generations of time mm-hmm. uh, you grew up in the you were started in the 90s and your brother was at the end of the 90s mm-hmm. your sister started in 2000 mm-hmm. but time change yeah time change you know we went from you know people having cell phones and just beepers and then from cell phones and and uh Seeing little kids
0: at 10 years old with, with cell, cell phones, phones. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I don't mean to cut you off, but there's two yeah. things I wanted to point out that my dad um, stated is that uh, when he was growing up, he grew up with his uncles. And yeah. just a sidebar note, never told you guys the story, at least I probably did. But, anyways, you love my story, that's why you're here. Yeah. Uncle Pucci was initially your uncle, yeah. Yeah, exactly. that was that was the, exactly. the, the man that I named myself after. It was exactly. initially my dad's. Well, yeah, he's my uncle as well. But yeah, you know, he doesn't go by that anymore cuz that that part of him is now dead. <laughs> but just to yes. deliberate, like this is the side of where I got that persona from. But yeah, you're you're not lying dad, you know, the times definitely changed cuz I mean, I remember, you know, just to put in perspective, I remember when like 9/11 happened, you didn't even have a cell phone. No. I you had you still had a pager. And like I had had to like uh find a like a we well, had to find a telephone booth to call me like yeah. and I was still walking home from school like this, so just put that in perspective, guys of how life just changes like i at the time I was nine, I was nine, and I used to walk roughly about five miles home from school. I'd be damned if I let a nine year old walk five miles from school, yeah. to school now, but it was different it was a different time, and it was a different area that we lived in, so yeah. you couldn't really. You really couldn't gauge things off of what your behaviors and mannerisms were when you were 31 or 22 and things like that, which is something hugely I had to learn for myself because being so much older than my siblings and whatnot, I remember thinking like, well, damn, why don't you treat them like you treat me? Or why did not you do this like you did me? And it would be like, well, son, I, and this was the case. I was 25. Now I'm 35 or now I'm 45. I'm not going to react the same way that I was when I was twenty five with you. That I was with your brother when I'm thirty five. Like you know, people change, and that was um you know that's a huge thing. Like you said, progression. I always like to tell people progression is measured by time, not by effort, not by energy. You can put all the energy you want to into changing something, but until you actually just allow progression to happen with time, then that's just what happens. So yeah, now nah, that's cool, Dad. Um, so um, yeah, so you obviously, like you said, you had me at twenty two. Um, I'm sure that was completely out of the blue uh, <laughs> Actually, I know that was completely out of the blue uh, That was not planned, no problem there But, you know, life happens um, You know, you kind of already, like, we'll we'll circle back around But I'll ask you about being your favorite part of being a dad But, uh, so, the years, well, the years I'm born in 92, but, you know, obviously I'm sure I was, you were made aware that, you know You were about to have a child in the late 91 year um, probably. So, you, my mother tells you, you're about to be a dad. Were, were you initially like, jubilant? Were you happy as hell? Or were you like, oh, damn, what the hell I got going on here? No, honestly,
2: I was happy. I
0: was happy. <laughs> oh, yeah. ladies but, and gentlemen. Something you won't hear same often. At the
2: I, uh, I was nervous.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: You know, I had, uh, I had concerns. Was I ready? And mm-hmm. was I ready to become that that father? Uh, and that's more of uh growth Hmm. within yourself, Uh, I knew Mm -hmm. you was coming. And I had to realize that, hey, the things that I love to do or things that I used to do had to change Mm -hmm. Uh, because now you have another mouth to feed. That's true. And uh, kids don't actually be here. Uh, We as parents and as adults, we bring them here. Mm-hmm. and uh, when you get here, you know, you have to be in a situation that you can make sure that you're raising them the correct way. Yeah. Uh, yes, it, son, it was uh, at 22, I had a job that paid me $5
0: an hour. <laughs> I caught three, three buses to get to this to
2: get job. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> and, and I get $200 a week, and I got a baby on the way.
0: Now, OK, ladies and gentlemen, the reason why I laugh at that story not because it's funny, because that sounds fucking hard. But the reason why I laugh at that story is so hard, because when, um, whenever I was a kid or like a teenager or whenever the situation occurs and my dad wants to remind me of how much better my life is than his, he'll be like, listen, I had a baby on the way. The year was 1992 or I, I caught three buses. I can tell you that story front and back. But it's true. It is one of those things where you look at it. And you're just like, man, you know, I'm 28, and like, you know, the the the, the questions come up sometimes. Like, oh, will you ever have children? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't really think I'm ready. And to think at 28, you know, with a with a steady job, a steady income, and you know, an, a college education, That's I still right. don't feel like I'm ready. So I can only imagine not to throw you on the bus, but that you at the time just had a high school degree, exactly. diploma. Um, you, It wasn't like you were really working in a career. You were kind of just working. Exactly. You were just working. And yeah. then you were like, oh, I have a kid. So that must have yeah. been. Yeah, I can't comprehend that. I can't even it, comprehend it was, that. It was those situations. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll share some with you. Mm-hmm. Most of
2: the males that are in my family had had kids at the age of 16. Yeah. To the age of 20, yeah, they'd already had kids,
0: yeah,
2: and That's so I had seen that,
0: yeah, and uh, so in some ways, you had already like kind of broken, <laughs> yeah, broken the spell, I uh, had, yeah, yeah. So I had, even though you were still only 21, 22, it was yeah. like, damn, like you don't well, have any kids yet.
2: Some of the things that my uncles used to share with me because they didn't raise any of their kids, they had kids, but they didn't raise any of them. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they shared with me that you are going to be the one to break that cycle.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You're going to be the one, regardless of how times are mm-hmm. and how tough times are, mm-hmm. you're going to break that. Mm-hmm. You're going to raise a family. Mm-hmm. And they drilled that. And my mother drilled that. And my grandmother drilled that. Uh, you remember right before she died and you was a little boy at the time? She made me... I told her at that time that uh, you was getting ready to be born and you you had just been born You, maybe I brought you over there to see her because she was sick. Mm -hmm. And one of the things she told me right before she passed away was that make sure you take care of your son and your girlfriend because I wasn't married at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, I I promised her that and this was days maybe a couple weeks before she passed away Mm -hmm. Uh, and she said to me, you be different You break the cycle, Mm -hmm. okay? Your grandfather wouldn't therefore help us raise these kids that I had. Your mother and your uncles—you see what your uncles and all of them—they had kids, but they wasn't a big part of their lives.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, But somewhere down the road, that cycle has to be broken.
0: Yeah. Can't keep using that excuse.
2: Can't be using that. Yeah. And so, one of the things is twenty-two-year-old. I'm young. I'm still mm-hmm. trying to figure this thing out. You and your mother both. Yeah, We're not always on the same page at yeah, the mean, same time. I mean, You know, because we're both young people. Yeah. But uh, some way, somehow, we stuck together through it all mm-hmm. and made sure that we had the same focus when it came to the family mm-hmm. and made sure you guys were getting raised mm-hmm. the right way mm-hmm. and staying in your lives and making sure that uh, we challenge each and every one of you to be. Better Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, that was the that's that's the thing that you know you asked me you know where where the fears were where the where the things come as a young twenty two year old young man with a kid Mm -hmm. it was man what can I give this kid Mm -hmm. I can give him a lot of financials but I can't give him my heart I can't give him my attention and Mm -hmm. I can't give him something that I wasn't around life myself. as a steady file figure
0: in the mm-hmm. house. So um, the, one of the questions I want to ask you, I mean, I already yeah. know the answer to this question, but you are you you actually already answered it. And this is kind of a hot button, but I, um, and again, I already know your answer, but I just want to put that out there just to, to segue. So my mom's like, hey, Keith, I'm pregnant. You ever think like, yo, get rid of this damn child. Or were you just like, oh, no. Okay. No,
2: you know, I never thought about getting rid of the child. I mm-hmm. never was. And mm-hmm. That was never my my my
0: frame. I was actually, mm-hmm. I was, I wanted a kid. <laughs> yeah, you, you were know more excited about this than she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> you were thing. more excited about yeah, this exactly. than she was. Yes, yeah, I'm more excited. Than
2: she was. <laughs> hey, you know, we young people, man. Like we just got Man, we, even got a, we got a five dollars job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Her, her logic starts breaking <laughs>
0: you know? in like like, 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 I love you, nigga, but you you make two hundred dollars a week. Like, what do <laughs> exactly. you want to do for me? Yeah, exactly. you know. You know like you, you sitting here, probably situation. you're sitting We're here still seeing the mom and dad. And you know? you're sitting here thinking about yeah. how you gonna have a little football like, player have and shit.
2: Player here, <laughs> yeah. I <don't>, you
0: know how <laughs> you know,
2: it's going through my head? Not even but at the same either. time, you know. Yeah, you 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 wonder how you gonna take care of the baby and. But uh, I I had it all figured out that hey, when it gets here, it's gonna (laughs) take care of itself. Yeah. And uh, no, man, I I never looked at it that way. Like I said, I for me, I was a late star in my family. Yeah. Because my dad had me at twenty. Yeah. Okay. In my.
0: Uncles had already had kids in their teenager years. Cousin. So I was I had I had broken the cycle yeah. when I was twenty two. Yeah. So I mean cousin had what his first kid at fourteen? Oh yeah. Hell
2: yeah. He was young.
0: Yeah, cousin yeah, he was young. He, he was
2: young. His girlfriend was pregnant at 13. He was he was 14 years old. That yeah. was and we grew up like brothers. And I didn't even realize that because he's a like lot older than I was, <laughs> that he was had that kid. Daniel. some
0: cousin out yeah. here. Yeah. yeah, cousin was something else. Yeah, cousin yeah. steal something Definitely. else. Okay, so all right. Um, backpedal before I'm even born, right? Because I asked mom the same situational yeah. questions. Um, so the year is 19, but 88 or 89. When you we already met her. Fun fact: My dad and my mom lived in the same city, but they lived on two different sides of town. So my dad actually knew my mom's sisters, right? You knew yes. knew my aunts. And he knew cousins. my and cousins. He knew All them, but together. he never knew her. I yeah, still don't I understand know. how that worked out. But hey, this share a story with you. Okay, go and ahead then.
2: I met your mother mm-hmm.
0: at this amusement park called Liberty Land back in Memphis, Tennessee. It's Probably one of the dirtiest places I've ever seen. My life. <laughs> it's, it's so dirty, it's I'm, but it's fun. I mean, it was. It's no longer standing. She but, was with your cousin mm-hmm. Tar. Okay, she introduced
2: us. Me and my best friend Terry,
0: T and Black. Lawrence.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh to her. Uh your mom. Mm-hmm. She uh
0: lovely woman. She kind <laughs> of struggles <laughs> off that day. <laughs> so she curbed you? Yeah, she curbed. Mom curved you she on the curved, first time you saw her. She curbed. We didn't know each other.
2: You know, she probably had a boyfriend time yeah, that's and, uh, probably true. Yeah, so she <laughs> real she wasn't interested in me at that time. But uh you know, that's the first time I ever met her. I never met her before, but that is true. Mm. I did know her sisters. Mm-hmm. And her cousins, all of us grew up together. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of her sisters, oh, we all went to the same High School together. Yeah. Uh, twin sisters and her cousins mm-hmm. all grew up as little kids.
1: Yeah.
0: As little kids. So we were very wild, uh, as far as our youth, in mm-hmm. our teenage years. And so you met, um, and so it's so funny, guys. You want to hear a love story? I'll tell you a love story. My dad... Uh, you were the fry cook? Yes. You were the fry cook, and my mama was a a, a cash yes. register. She yes. worked on the cash yes. register. Yes. register yes. A register, yes. whatever yes. the yes. hell you call it. Yes. Cashier. Yes. cashier, cashier. Yeah. You see, that's my privilege, y'all. i <laughs> um, Anyways, they worked at this uh, spot. You know, I usually name drop, but I'll name drop it because it's actually pretty fire. Bojangles, that's what that's y'all correct. met. That's Bojangles. Correct. And so you had been working there for like a year and some change before you had initially met yeah. her. exactly. Mm-hmm. Your mother, we had been working there together. I think we were about
2: sixteen, going on maybe seventeen, and we hadn't really, other than just kind of saw each other in the store, yeah. But as far as a major conversation, I'm gonna go Mm -hmm. out with you, date Mm -hmm. you, none of that that. ever came up. Yeah, you know, Um, you know, I, I was. Young teenager time. Mm. It was right. Mm. Time wasn't right.
0: Young mm. It just wasn't mm. right. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. Cover your tracks, pops. Don't exactly. don't tell them yourself. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You don't know. tell yourself that. So
2: it was, you know, those times and times wasn't right. It, you know, we still trying to grow up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I was seventeen, going on eighteen mm-hmm. uh, when me and your mother started to uh, dating. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had actually moved from the kitchen. Mm-hmm to the front to mm-hmm. be a cashier. Oh, look at you moving on yeah, up. Yeah, it yeah. moved up. Mm-hmm. Mother was running the drive through I was running the front end. And uh, we just had us to start talking to each other.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so you started speaking game with my mom. Man. Don't even, don't even try it, Oh, man. That, that was going to be my next question. One thing I- about your mom, I
2: realized from the kick-up, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I couldn't run no okay. game. Yeah,
0: it's pretty much She's true. pretty smart.
2: Yeah. That's, she, she was smart. Yeah. I, you know, I... Uh, My old years of dating
0: different women, you uh, you figure out who's gonna let you get away with what. As we like to say in the streets, you know who to try. Yeah, (laughs) who to try. I learned, and I think that was the thing that I was very attracted to.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, Because as a man, you need someone that is gonna tell you, "Hey, I'm not going for this shit. I ain't going for it." Yeah, true. Okay, and it's gonna help you grow as a person.
0: but yeah no definitely so um uh before we take a short intermission break uh I want to get into a story that was told to me you can tell me if it's true or not okay, okay. okay. so my mom says that clearly you liked her more than she liked you at first yeah. and she would she would give you rides home what was yeah. that she would give you rides so. home and when she would give you ride home you guys were like still just friends here yeah. you wouldn't get out of the car you would just keep trying to talk to her the whole time That's and so true. she would be like yo keep okay it's true okay
2: That is true. That was.
0: See, ladies, see, the thirsty ones could possibly be your husband. You never know. If you like, she's going to bother the shit out you. Your mother had a car. I didn't have a car. (laughs) And when we got off work, Mm -hmm. she would take me home on the
2: stage, maybe a couple miles down the road. So Mm -hmm. she'd drive far.
0: So that was part of your game? To ask her, hey, can I get a ride?
2: Oh, man. Yes, it was. (laughs) Yes, it was, son. And, you know, and uh, she's right. I didn't want to get out the car because I enjoyed our conversations (laughs) that we had. Yeah. Sometimes you you realize you you met the one. Mm-hmm. Didn't mean that you guys are gonna have rocky roads through it all. But mm-hmm. uh, I realized I had met someone that I could spend my life with. Oh. And uh,
0: some heavy shit for a seventeen year old. It was, mm-hmm. it
2: was, man. But at 17, 18 years old during that time, son, I, you know, I was young, but I didn't think.
0: Young. Young, you know, you did a lot also yeah, by that lot. time. Yeah, I did a lot. Nothing we're, lot. Gonna, nothing we're gonna incriminate ourselves. Oh, no, 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 no. we're not gonna incriminate no, ourselves on no, this. No,
2: no, no, <laughs> we're we, we gonna need those back in the 80s. <laughs> I always say the 80s was the greatest decade
0: out Yeah, but if anybody grew up in the 80s, they will understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, and we'll just leave that yeah, <laughs> ladies yeah. and gentlemen. So, yeah. uh, so okay, um, I'm <laughs> gonna take a short intermission break yeah. and then come back in just a second, okay? Awesome. And we are back. Thank you all for that. Motherfuckers have to take a a piss break because we got bad kidneys out here. Um, So, yeah, that um, you now let's fast forward. The year is 1995. Okay. at this point, um, you're 25 and uh, you do this thing, which I when I think about it, makes me break out in hives. Um, You got married. Yes. You hung up the jersey. You was like, dog. I don't want to be a player no more. I'm done. All right, cool. So you get married, ironically, um, June 17, 1995, 25 years ago. So congratulations on 25 years of marriage. Thank Thank I tell you. people that's very that's very inspiring me because I can't get somebody's daughter to like me for 25 consecutive months. <laughs> so how the hell you got a woman to like you for 25 years? Little man. I don't know. So you know. yeah. Um, so you get married, dad. Yeah. You did you get married? You feel like when you got married at that point, you were getting married for all the right reasons. Because you hear people say that shit all the time. Like, I got married for all the wrong reasons. Like the fuck. <laughs> you know, uh when I got married, mm-hmm. you were born in 82.
2: Yep. Yeah. So I had three years to realize uh, if uh, this thing's gonna work out with me and your mother. Mm-hmm. It was some ups and downs.
0: Yeah, to say the least.
2: At 25 years old, getting married, a three-year-old son, boy, I'm taking on a challenge. You you asked me, was I ready? Mm -hmm. I figured at this time, we had been staying together Mm -hmm. for the last three years. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not about if was I ready at the time. Mm -hmm. If we're going to be together. Yeah. We didn't just, we, just, just get married. Mm-hmm. You know, we stand together. We dealing with all the ups and downs. We dealing with our own different feelings about how things are happening within our lives. Yeah. And, you know, I you know, I feel okay, you know, let's let's get married. Mm-hmm. And, all right, and you know, and, and just figure this thing out. Mm-hmm. Uh, because right now we stand together. Yeah. We ain't, you know, we're working things out. Outside of marriage, mm-hmm.
0: working out, why are we married? So, y'all was basically doing the marriage thing without the label.
2: Yeah.
0: And so, exactly. you were like, yo, I don't exactly. understand why I'm even doing this. Yeah. So might as well get married. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So, yeah. And you guys decided to get married. And like you said, at that point, I mean, you're doing all the things that it is that married people do. And, but you're not married. So, when you, like, cause to, like I said, the thought of marriage makes me want to break out in hives. Like it ain't, it's not the fact that I like don't want to get married. It's just that like the thing you said, like the huge portion is like a challenge, you know, and marriage realistically, ideally is something you want to do one time. You know, I mean, you can get divorced, but who the hell really goes into a marriage thing and get divorced. So with, with that being said, you decide to get married. Like, did you like consult, I mean, this is going to be kind of weird because not a lot of people are married in our family. Actually, mm-hmm. most of the people aren't. Who the hell did you consult with to be like, yo, I think I'm going to get married? Like, I think I'm going to ask Phyllis to marry me. Phyllis is my mom, by the way, guys.
2: Yeah. You know, something?
0: I'll be honest with you. I didn't consult anyone. Oh, yeah, sounds like you.
2: Yeah. You know, I, <laughs> you know, I, uh, I, uh, me and your mom were, were talking and I said, let's get married.
0: Romantic.
2: We ain't romantically involved, <laughs> man. You know? Uh, I had been with your mother for so long. And uh, and we talked about it. My, one of my uh, friends of mine, he had just got married the mm-hmm. previous year in 95. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in his wedding. Terrence. Terrence. Terrence, yeah. yeah you know, that's my nephew's dad. Mm-hmm. But he got married. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, when I thought about it, it was like, let's go do this, yeah. you know. Let's go do it. We've been together, uh, like I said, we uh, we have uh, been through a lot together, mm-hmm. and we had a kid. Mm-hmm. We're doing all the things that a married couple was doing. Mm-hmm. But we just hadn't signed
0: those marriage oh, t- t- papers. Yeah, you know? yeah. I remember. See. The thing is, like my dad said, I was there at the wedding. I was three years old. I don't remember much in vividness um, yeah. because obviously I was three. I remember two things. I fucking hated the outfit my mama made me wear. Okay. Outfit, I fucking hated it. I did not okay. want to wear it. I wore like some. I was the ring barrier, and I didn't like the outfit, so and you know it made me upset. Second thing was I was three, so I never met most of these motherfuckers that was at the damn wedding. So all of them like pulling and tugging me all these places. And, you know, three year old was like, "Who the hell are you? Get away from me!" And there's legitimately on my parents' wedding video, I'm walking down the aisle crying, crying harder than anybody in the (laughs) wedding. But I'm crying because I'm like, what the hell are you folks? And uh, it's so funny because I remember this. And I was three years old. I still remember this. I remember walking down the aisle and like running behind you and you looking down at me and like, like you're like, man, be quiet. And looking back on it, I remember looking at your face and being like, like, God damn, son I'm really getting married, dog. <laughs> like, oh shit. Like, you know, at the time it's not something I'm like really comprehending, but like if yeah. you go back and look at the photos, my dad is he ain't sweating, but he's just like like, Oh shit, there's a lot of people here. Like there's yes. a lot of folks oh, here. Yes. I and so that was super funny. That, yeah. that was that was hilarious to yeah, me it because it was. it was just like one of those things where it was just like you you realize, you comprehend the energy when you get older, when you're a kid. You're yeah. just like, oh, what's going on here? And now like pushing 30, like I can only imagine standing in front of a preacher, God, the woman you love, and a whole bunch of ugly motherfuckers yeah. and like having Shit. to say I do and just, yeah. you know, you know, so that must have been interesting. So you got married at 25. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I kind of just asked this question. Did you ever feel like you got married too young? I was young. Yeah, you know, um, mm-hmm. my whole life, mm-hmm. I uh I would
2: say this I did a lot of things
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, when I was young. Mm-hmm. You know, my life was full of things that some people probably would have waited until they was in their 20s mm-hmm. or their 30s and done. Mm-hmm. When I was doing them in my teenager years. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wonder where and, I get it from. So, uh, you know, for me. At 25, I had done a lot, seen a lot, Mm -hmm. and I felt at that point I had to figure out how to make a change for some of the things I had been doing, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I really, I didn't see that at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, At 25, was I too young? Mm -hmm. Um, Because as a person myself, I always felt, even when I was a teenager, people would say, man, how old are you? Mm-hmm. You know, I am about 13. Man, you know, like 16. You got know, like a lot older than what you are mm-hmm. And I always got that. Like my mindset has always been pretty pretty broad mm-hmm. and and I always cared of myself. Very mature for your age. Mature for my age, yes. Yeah. So at 25, when I was getting married, I was like, okay, you know, hey, I'm ready for this. Mm-hmm. You know, um, was I? Uh,
0: no. No. <laughs> no. Thanks for the honesty Bob. Uh, hell no, exactly. I was not I was not no. I was not ready one bit.
2: Twenty five, I'm still growing.
0: My mind, I would wake up in the
2: morning and I would say to myself, man, I still feel like that same eighteen year old kid. Yeah. You know? Yeah in my head. Mm-hmm. You know. And so uh yeah, it, you know, at that age, uh, yeah, I was young. Know, Mm-hmm. But people ask me all the time, how, how do you do 25 years? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you do it?
1: Uh, you got to take a little and you got to give a little.
2: Mm-hmm. And uh, to be able to understand that and, uh, as a marriage, all the lovey-doveys and all the things that happens when you first get together, hmm and everybody's all yeah. peachy. That honeymoon phase is a And all that stuff fades away. And this <laughs> thing becomes more of, okay, we got bills to pay. We got kids to raise. We got financial situations that has to be taken care of. Yeah. All that stuff to weigh on you mm-hmm. as you, enter in marriage. Yeah. And others can accept that. And others can't. Yeah. Um, uh, But you have to have a common goal within each other. You both are different. Yeah. But uh, it's going to be things within that relationship that you're going to have that's going to allow you to be the same. And as you work through those difficult times, it's something that's going to keep you together. Yeah. That situation, that having, hey, we are going to embrace this family. We're going to stick with this family. We're gonna take care of our kids.
0: We're gonna make sure that
2: regardless of what
0: happened to us, we're gonna respect each other. Yeah.
2: Uh, through it all.
0: Yeah, that was one thing I remember uh you always saying is that listen, and mom said it too, it was like, listen, the bills ain't getting paid, ain't nobody worried about getting laid. No. <laughs> That's <laughs> the last name. If, if like. the bills ain't getting paid, ain't nobody worried about getting laid. And no. if the person you dating or dealing with is worried about getting laid okay. and you're behind on bills probably not somebody you want to be dealing with like you know that's just only so far all that stuff can bring you because yeah it's 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 a real thing i mean i'm 28 you know and Sometimes I feel like at 28, I feel like more so now I'm getting to a point where like I don't respond the same, I don't react the same first Corinthians mm-hmm. 13, 11. You know, when I was a child, I spoke like a child, reacted like a child when I became a man, I put childish things behind me, you know? And it's one of those things that, you know, you can say that, but it isn't until, like you said, with progression and time and stuff like that, as you move forward with the experience. Like you say, you were 25, still waking up thinking like an 18-year-old.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You weren't 18. But it was just like just the the energy, the time, the lack of experience, the um, the um, you know your focus on things. Uh, like we were talking about the other day, you know sidebar. Me and my dad were talking about uh, something, and like women came up, and my dad was like, "Listen, I'm, almost, I'm fifty. I don't get out of bed for women. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> women right. don't. Women like like I see a woman, she looks good. What the hell am I?" Doing? and it was super funny because like I said I was like I'm 28 and like you know I'm I'm nowhere near 50 but because I have different goals and things I want to get done like I see the same thing like I see a beautiful woman and I just see her I'm like oh it's a beautiful woman alright you know like I treat them now like I treat women like artwork and not like chicken anymore I used to say to people you treat women like chicken they're good they smell good and they taste good you know what I'm saying now it's artwork you just look good and you're just something I don't touch <laughs> Like it's just like alright girl I got something I got to do right now Which and that's not to down women or downplay the idea of love, but I think what you're trying to insinuate, as you used to insinuate to me a lot of times, was that you know you're too young for this. You have well no, you would no, what you would say is there's a time and a place for this. There's always time for it. So I'm like, you don't have to rush into being 25. Cause I you know, I told you this before, it's like one of my biggest uh, falters was I would try to mimic the things that my dad did. You know, it'd be like, okay, my dad was married by 25, so I should be married, for, you know, somewhere close to being married by 25. Oh, my dad had two kids by 29. Like, oh, it should be somewhere. And, then, you know, you're just like, yo, this was, one, a whole different generation. You know what I'm saying? And, two, a whole different time period. And it, like, kind of was like a, like a fucking nuclear bomb that was laid upon me when you once told me, you were like, you know, son, honestly, dude, if I could go back, I wouldn't have done none of this the way I did did it you know he was like i would have done some of the things the way i did it but a lot of the things i did i would have never done them like the way i did it which was boggling to me because you know when you're a kid you think that um your parents are superheroes you know you think that you mean because they're the first people you know you know so you know it becomes astonishing to you when you when one you figure out they don't know everything one and then two you figure out that like they make mistakes themselves like They are not perfect. So when you were telling me like, nah, dog, like that's not, I mean, like, yeah, I did that. But like, honestly, son, that's not right. Like, I really wish I hadn't did that. I really wish you hadn't seen that. I really wish you hadn't heard that. That was just part of me, like growing up that started making me look back at my life and be like, oh oh shit, like, all right, well, maybe, maybe I'm doing things differently. Maybe I'm doing things wrong. And we talked about this back when I first, before I, before I started doing this podcast, we talked about this and I was like, well, maybe, you know, maybe I'm just moving in the wrong direction. You know, I thought I was moving in the right direction, but I was moving in the wrong direction, which is, you know, that's a part of life, you know, like you, it's okay. That was actually my very first episode that it was actually, it's okay. (laughs) It was okay to look back at life and just be like, you know what? I thought I was doing the right thing, but I was not, (laughs) you know, like long as you don't murder someone or, you know, I don't know, like, you know, you know, sexually assault somebody like that's pretty much anything in life you can look back on and just be like, hey, you know what? I'm I'm sorry. I fucked up. Like I, you know, if I give another chance, I can do this over with do this over again. But if I'm not even given another chance, like I just know I'm learning from this. So, yeah, that's that's a big thing, because I know what used to blow my mind was you're 50. I'm 28, and I used to. Um, I was talking to our, our uncle Pucci, Uncle Ronnie, uh, is what he goes by now. Um, by this, and I, I told him, I was like, you know, the thing that that uh, fucked me up in my 20s was I thought I would learn a life lesson once and never have to repeat it ever again. So it would be like, okay, I learned this at 21. I'm 22 now. I don't have to learn this again. I don't have to do this again. And, you know, you know, just to give some back lead to Uncle Ronnie, like he's lived a couple of lives, you know, been incarcerated, got out of jail, did his own thing, you know, been a a smart man. And he was like, Uncle Ronnie, I think he's like 65, 65, 65. Yeah. And Uncle Ronnie told me, he was like, listen, man, there are life decisions that I made at 40 that I'm still learning. At 65, like you just life's just one big, huge ass cycle of just hoping that you don't continue to make the same damn mistakes over and over again. You know, that's when it becomes a problem. When you start making the same mistakes over and over again, you're not learning from your mistakes. One of my homeboys, Dom, told me, he was like, Listen, man, one of your problems is Keith, you need to learn how to hold your L's. And by L's, I mean your lessons, not your losses. You know, stop looking at things that you didn't get right the first time as a loss. How can you say you lost you didn't even know what the fuck you were doing you know what I'm saying you didn't know what you were doing at that time when you were doing it now if you come back again and you've known how to get past this and you do the same thing again now now you're just causing problems to yourself you know you just which a lot of people do that but you know in due time it's just something folks have to figure out on their own I know one of the things my dad's pretty much taught me with getting older is my dad's not much of a talker uh whereas he's more of like a doer like my dad's not, <laughs> Dad's not gonna tell you multiple times. Like, like if he has to tell you multiple times, he's probably just gonna do it in the damn self. You know, that's just what it is. That's if he even tells you, actually. Like sometimes he'll just get up and do it and just be like, Well, this is what I want to do, and so this yeah. is what I'm doing, this is where I'm going. It's a good thing sometimes, sometimes it's a bad thing. <laughs> but uh, um, but one of the things I've learned from my dad is that which I had to learn the hard way, was that you can bring a fool to a thought, but you can't make him think. You can only tell people so many damn times that you're right. And they're wrong until you're blue in your face. And here's the thing about it is, is that no matter how right you are about something, you're still wrong to others. You know, your truth is your truth. And so it's just like one of those things that, you know, life isn't a one size fits all fairy tale. I had to learn that the hard way. I was like, man, I, why can't I just do this this way? Like how so and so did it. And I was like, because, motherfucker, that's not your life. That's why you can't do it that way. It just doesn't work out like that. So, all right. So now at this point, fast, fast forward already up to present day. Um, you are 50. You are now all your children are, by definition, grown with my sister turning 18 in about two weeks. Um, my brother's one I'm 28. Um, I'm ironically, guys. I'm the last bird to leave the coop. I don't know how the hell that happened, but hey, whatever. <laughs> life happens. Uh, you'll be shipping them off to college soon. Uh, now that you're like 50, you're on like your second portion of life. How do you see your life? What do you think you'll be doing moving forward? Now that I mean, you, have by definition, raised your kids. Yeah. I mean, you'll still be always raising them, but now you, you don't really have to like raise them in the sense of like pick them up from school, take them here and go there anymore. So what's life now after you know,
2: after the, you know kids yeah, the
0: kids now. You know, I uh, I'm not spoken to you
2: about this. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to I don't have my kids are they'll always be times they you know, regardless how old they get, you still have knowledge and you still have things to continue to mm-hmm. help them grow. Yeah. And, you know, but as you guys are leaving the house and mm-hmm. and no longer under our roof anymore, you know, I still, as a person, um, uh, my ministry now is to really connect with the youth, mm-hmm. uh, and not just just youth. Adults are mm-hmm. also younger adults, mm-hmm. and because I get questions all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you on work here. You know, twenty five years. What, you, what is going to take? i have been married two mm-hmm. years. I share stories with them. Mm-hmm. You know, so. You know, my next life for me is to really mentor young people mm-hmm. and to uh, minister them through the times and the tough times they have to be a voice or someone to be able to hear what the issues are. Times are different. Mm-hmm. I can't. Say Yeah, I can't look back and when, you know, when I grew up, how things were. Mm-hmm. I just had to look at the, the picture of today. Yeah, and where the kids are dealing with what adults are dealing with today, mm-hmm. you know, uh, social media we mm-hmm. didn't have it, mm-hmm. cell phones, you know, nope. we didn't have them, mm-hmm. you know, they were some big old phones mm-hmm. that you put in the car, they had no damn you know, cameras on it, exactly. <laughs> you you, know, had no- you know, we didn't have cameras mm-hmm. now. Anything you say, mm-hmm. you do,
0: you do. <laughs> could be recorded or played on television misconstrued
2: yes and, and explained to be very careful with your words but
0: that's what i want
2: to do um i want to continue to see you and your brother and your sister go off to, to do the things that y'all like to do and mm-hmm. accomplish the things y'all want to accomplish in our life that's what makes me happy mm-hmm. and um your mother accomplishing anything she wants, her goals. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, it's if my family's happy, I'm happy. Yeah, you know, because I feel that they they are doing the things and they're they're accomplishing the things they're doing. But yes, you know, at fifty, man, I had I woke up that morning, I realized all right, fifty, dude, it's, it's going up. <laughs> you know, you you know, I was listening to a pastor on television one day. He said, you know, the older we get, we realize we have less years on this earth
1: mm-hmm.
2: than we were when we were younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to mean that you can't die young, but yeah. you're getting older. Yeah, you're getting uh, closer to the end. You're getting closer to the end. So you mm-hmm. really want to make sure that while you're on this earth, you are giving back to the people and you're giving yourself back to people that wants to be helped Mm -hmm. and you being open to situations when you would say, I don't have the time Mm -hmm. now I make the time Mm -hmm. to be able to, uh, give back. Mm -hmm. Uh, when, uh, when I was younger and I was just, you know, scratching and crawling just to make the days Mm -hmm. come together. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know, for me now, things are just slowing, slow down. Yeah. Uh, and, um, And I realized that you
0: control what you can control. Mm -hmm. You cannot control others. Control your controllables.
2: You know, and what you do is say, hey, uh, I'm here to help, uh, you know, and I'll help you through whatever." But I can't control people's behaviors anymore. Um, But I'm
0: willing to to help anyone uh, uh, through whatever –
2: conversation they might need for me or things
0: they might need yeah no that's uh one of the things is is that um it's kind of crazy because you you said the world was different and it is it i mean shit what coronavirus ain't gone (laughs) you know like all the 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 wackiness is going on in the world but one of the biggest things is it's just um with my dad i know that's like so cool is that my dad's fifty. And for the most part, like, you know, as you see, my father, he has a wife, a kid, and that's not what you generally see portrayed on television of a black man. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, before, you know, let's just say, what was it? Maybe Cliff Huxtable. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yes. Cliff Huxtable. Yeah, was, Maybe Uncle yeah. Phil from Fresh Prince. Like, yes. I can't re- the list don't really go that damn long of black men who are like, okay you're happy with one woman and you're in and you have kids by that one woman and you're, you know, you're fine with that. Like, you know, so that's just one of those things where it's like, I know my dad had to wake up and was like, dude, I'm an anomaly. There's, there's I mean, there's men like me, multiple men like me out there in the world, But the betrayal of what I am and how I handle myself. I, you know, I did an episode once before about that. Dad was like, I was talking about, you know, the authentic, authentic black men and how like, you know, if you're not, I don't know, got, face tattoos or got gold chains on and told in a gun. Most people are like, well, you ain't black. And it's like, what the fuck yeah. does that even mean? Yeah. You know, what, what yeah. the fuck does that even mean? But it's just like one of those things where, yeah, it's perception, which not saying that that's not blackness. I mean, there's different shades of black, but it's definitely one of those things where it's cool that you were like, hey, listen, I've made it this far in life. A lot of people did not. Um, secondly, like I did it a different way that most people don't perceive that black men can even do it, um, and now I have the the the, you know, the honor of like trying to bestow that on to you know the youth. So yeah, man, you kind of answered my question, but you know, with that being said, we're gonna close it out. But uh, any suggestions to not just young black men, but I mean, we direct as a young black men because that's all we have ever been our whole life. <laughs> Um, any yeah. suggestions to just men out there, you know, who just are kind of trying to be on the straight path? Any suggestions? Anything?
2: Well, yeah, I, I tell you young people, uh, you know, life in, in this world is different. Uh, it's uh, situations as a as a man. And I'm not just going to say black and I'm not just going to say white as a man as a whole Uh, because I know your audience is broad. Mm -hmm. Uh, You you want to make sure that you are doing the things in life that's going to keep you respectful. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that you educate your mind. Uh, Whatever you decide to do in life, okay, make sure that you give it your all. Mm -hmm. Don't be (laughs) afraid to go after your dreams and your Mm -hmm. goals. And all the things that you want in life that you see others might have right now, mm-hmm. okay, doesn't mean that you won't have it down the road. Mm-hmm. If you work hard enough, you will accomplish everything that you have. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you give a hundred percent to the things that you want, they will come true.
0: Yeah.
2: For my young fathers out there today. As being a father for the first time and going through their first Father's Day for the first time or have been fathers for very for a very long time. Uh, continue, if you're not with that mother, continue to stay in that kid's life. Mm-hmm. Be a positive influence in that kid's life. Mm-hmm. As a kid, you do look up to your adults. Mm-hmm. You do look up and you see other fathers Kids out there, they're involved with their fathers. And you, In this day and time with everything so open, mm-hmm. when I grew up, when our mothers and fathers divorced, it was just that.
0: Yeah.
2: You didn't have the the social media to say
0: yeah, your father's over here doing this, your father's doing that. And that was, you know, yeah. if, if we, before we close it off, that was one thing I, I told my dad was like, dude, if I could I mean, like, I'm, I'm appreciative of the time period I live in now. But if I get into a time machine, I mean, I can only go far as back as, like, 1970, because I ain't going to the 60s or the 50s. I ain't getting my ass whooped. Uh, <laughs> um, that, like, you know, that must have been one hell of a different time period to be like, okay, when you left the house in the 80s and 90s, um, you know, what girl is in the 70s, you know, and stuff, there was no social media to be like, oh, did you see what your daddy did today? Or, like, did you... It's like, no, I if you just didn't see a motherfucker, you just did not see him. Then that was, that was it. No, There was, and you know, for the better of that, of being like, Hey, I didn't see it. So it was kind of easier, not easier, but it made your detachment a little bit different to be like, I don't see this person. So it is what it is where now you can stalk somebody on social media. Literally have to be like, yeah, I'm not watching them. And then like the upside of that is just like, look, do whatever the fuck you want, and unless somebody was there ain't nobody be able to tell what was going on you know, um, but uh, but no, that you, you're you right, it's a different time frame, and uh, I chuckled at the portion when my dad said um, don't, um, you know, give it your all because if I could share a short story before my days used to whoop my ass <laughs> I didn't get many ass whoopings, but I got a couple before my days used to whoop my ass, he would always say, listen <clears throat> there's a time to play and there's a time not to play and right now it's not the time to play and then he proceeded to take the damn leather belt off but <laughs> but 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 after he would give me a whooping one of the things i remember my dad would always say and it was just like she used to get on my nerves he was like no your problem is you half-ass shit and i was like half-ass? how do i half-ass what the fuck do you mean i half-ass it because now as an adult you can definitely tell when somebody's half-assing something and one of my biggest, biggest pet peeves, which I get scolded on all the time is that, and maybe, you know, it's just maybe because my dad, I cannot stand when someone half-assed or something, either just don't do it or fully fucking do it. I don't know what to tell you, like, but don't just show up and give me lukewarm, you know, behavior. I'm like, dude, I, I could deal without this, you know, but, um, dad, I mean, thank you so very much for being on the show. Welcome, um, sir. You know, hopefully we'll have uh, more shows to come. Um, uh, Guys, I really appreciate you all for listening. I'm going to go ahead and close this out. You listen to another episode of the Six Hundred Podcast. I am your five foot nine host with sophisticated ignorance. Uncle Kuchay. And like always, ladies and gentlemen, please, please, please remember to allow the peace to kill the evil that is coming from within you. And until next time, y'all, I'm out. Say goodbye to the people, Dad.
2: Bye everyone.
0: Bye, everyone. <laughs> yeah.